That's such a great Both of them. I'm like, you guys just are so good. (laughs) Well, I mean, it was appropriate for the 1960s. It's awesome. Okay, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Songwriting Saves the World with special guest Janine Howard. Thank you for coming on. Honored to be here with y'all, ladies. So we'll start with a bit of an intro. Janine Howard has worked extensively in the music industry as a singer-songwriter and a member of girl group Anome. She was an independent film, Shatas. Mm-hmm. Now she is the founder of the Juice Foundation, a cancer research foundation focused on holistic mm-hmm. healing. She was also the founder of Oxygen, a CBD-infused dietary supplement brand. Yes. Very impressive. Amongst other things, yes. It's Oxygen. Uh, we... We have um, CBD-infused um, skincare line and, mm-hmm. um, and sports drinks and, and things of that nature. So I didn't want to leave that out. But yes. Wear many yeah, hats. No, good. Two of the hats that yeah, I wear you wear for so sure. many hats. <laughs> okay, so we like to play a little game called Write to Our Tank on yes. our podcast. Okay. So you can write with one artist, tour with one, and then the other one you have to tank, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And the three options are Prince, Brian McKnight, and Bob Marley. Okay, so I'm writing with Prince. Mm-hmm. I'm touring with Bob. Mm-hmm. And I'm tanking Brian. Brian. It's okay. Mm-hmm. He can swim. I mean, Prince <laughs> probably touring with Prince will probably be a lot more fun. But I am, you know, Bob is just such an icon and yeah be in any space with him would just you know i want to soak that up. i think that would just yeah. be an amazing experience through his through. energy but is I pretty great write with bob though because bob was sort of a genius but anyway yeah oh my god absolutely <laughs> a genius okay can you start with a summary of your time working in music and your musical journey um sure so i started very pretty young my mom was a singer she sang in the 60s um And she belonged to a girl group called the Lollipops. And (laughs) so we always had music in our home. And um, so she was my first um, influence. And um, then around middle school, I had met a group of girls. Um, One particular uh, girl, was her name was Carol. And uh, she she introduced me to some girls in her neighborhood. And um, we, we began, we started our own little girls group I was in the eighth grade and yeah we that's how I was introduced to to music and and the possibility of being a professional musician yeah awesome so you were signed to several labels when you were in your time in music with your girl group and then also by yourself later on in life yes what are your thoughts on signing contracts as a young artist when you don't have that much leverage? Yeah, that's a, that's that's tricky. And keep in mind that, you know, my last musical contract was 13 years ago. And, and music changes <laughs> so much and and especially contractually, but um and and then and 13 years ago it didn't end well. I ended up in a um trying to get out of a, a really bad situation. I think there are um, different ways to skin a cat. So um, <laughs> if you're a writer, <laughs> if you're a songwriter, I think it's important to protect your 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 music and mm-hmm. um, and to get up and, and to protect your publishing. And I would 
procure, try to pre- my best to procure a publishing deal before anything else. If you're a songwriter, um, that's your bread and butter and that's your longevity. And I know a lot of artists, some of very well-known artists have no um, ownership and rights to their publishing. Yeah, I mean, it happens. That's the saddest thing ever. Um, um, even like the notorious B.I.G., I mean, Puffy bought him out in the very beginning of his career um, for... I mean, what's pennies to the dollar, you know what I mean, in the, in the long term. And, you know, to this day, he owns it. And it's, and it's pretty sad because, you know, you're the one that's, that, that created it. So not to, to, to not mm-hmm. have that rights to, you know, what is um, essentially yours is, is pretty mm-hmm. sad. Yeah. So my first thing would be, my first, ad- my advice would be to, if, especially if you're a songwriter, is to, you know, kind of lock down your publishing um, and then, you know, it depends. And a lot of people, um, do it different, different ways. And, you know, when you, when you talk about the chance, the rappers and the, um, and the, uh, who's the, the, the rapper out of New Orleans, that whole cash money crew or whatever, they sold uh, mm. CDs out of the trunks of their car and they sort of garnered a following before they um, approach these record companies so that they that's leverage because mm-hmm. now you and and now with this new wave of social media now you have leverage now you have a following now that's valuable so um, you know you you can you know you have a stronger case to say this my I'm worthy of this sort of finance financial backing mm-hmm. behind you know my um behind the push the push you're going to mm-hmm. give me yeah i also that makes me think that it's possible that labels are less willing to take risks on people who haven't built audiences for themselves where there used to be like much more artist development because you couldn't have people listening before you had that financial backing that you were talking about but now it's like it's much harder to get people interested in you if you haven't released music and built something yourself because they're like you got to put in the work first it sucks. Yeah. It's sad because there's a lot of um, untapped greatness and artists out there that haven't, you know, and they're just not as savvy. And that was sort mm-hmm. of my issue with myself. I kind of was so um, over the business side of of the music business that I just I I just couldn't I didn't want to do it anymore because I just mm-hmm. didn't have the I just wanted to perform and that's the thing about being an artist you have to be so heads over head over heels in love with your craft mm-hmm. that you would do it for free that you would that it makes you brings you joy to do it you know to sing or perform with one audience member you know mm-hmm. yeah um, whereas with regardless um and um I think that's the true spirit and of an artist. I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. So your group hired a manager fairly early on in your career. Yeah. How instrumental do you think that was, you know, getting signed in your career and in your group, having that all when you were so young? God, it was long time ago. So. Right, but yeah. <laughs> one of my girlfriends uh, that was in the group, her name was, well, there was two of them, Renee and Colette. They were, um, they were a year, t- they were two years older than me in high school. Mm-hmm. So they had already been in college and they had a friend of theirs that um, was 
you know, that they saw fit to be our management, our manager. Mm -hmm. And he had a couple of friends in the business already. So we believed in him. We were so young that he could have probably have told us anything. But um, <laughs> looking back, um, and it was, and he was, he, he, he did his job the best he could with, with the tools that he had. And he was able to procure a, 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 rec a couple of record deals. So, um, you know, from that aspect, yes, I think that was, it was beneficial. Um, now, I'm not sure. I don't know how, you know, with everyone doing things themselves and promoting themselves. Right. I think management is, um, yeah, I think management, um, once you're established, is essential for right. sure. Cause you so cannot, many things going on. Yes, too mm -hmm. many moving parts. But um, I'm not sure if it's essential in terms of getting yeah. a deal. Yeah. I've kind of been thinking about this because, like, Anik and I's friend Rachel is, like, putting out a lot of music and thinking about, like, oh, do I need a manager? Do I need whatever? I'm kind of like, maybe it's helpful to have just someone, like, on your team who's helping organize things and kind of pushing it forward. But then also, like, the more people you bring in, it becomes more complicated. I think you need a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's what Monique you spoke I to Monique think, last yes. week and she said the same thing. Yeah, yes. she did. And a, it's a it's a lawyer. I think you need for sure um someone in your in, in your camp that is able to read contracts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to decipher the contract and put it into very plain layman terms for you. Um mm -hmm. in, so that you can understand in plain, clear terms, you know, um, what you're signing and what you're getting into and also someone to go to bat for you and someone that's d done this before and you know you wouldn't want to get a real estate attorney or you know <laughs> a, a mortgage lawyer yeah same thing but something someone like that you want someone that has experience and that I think is the most essential um and, and important part of um record um, the record business because mm -hmm. it can lock you in for years and you I mean, you you can be in a really, really ugly situation and they really don't give a damn if you didn't know what you were signing. Yeah. Yikes, yeah. It's a brutal world out there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. I've been in a couple of those and it's it's you just feel like you're in prison because you literally cannot make a move without, you know, the, the, these people. They own your they own your voice. They own everything creative about you. That you did some freelance singing and songwriting for a while, mm -hmm. and you mentioned having contracts that played a flat fee for a song but didn't give you royalties, even Correct. though some of the songs went platinum. Mm -hmm. What are some things you think that artists should look out and be conscious of in contracts when you're doing things like that, and should you ask to own part of the song? Yeah, in hindsight, hell yeah, I would have done, would have done things differently, and it's the same thing that I mentioned before. I think it, you know, I would have had a lawyer look over it and instead of just signing it but when you're you know 19 20 21 years old and you know you're being offered a thousand dollars to just go in the studio and sing for two hours you're like hell of course i'm gonna do that. yeah you know what i mean yeah. um and then they remix it and they you know bring it to another country and make it like a club song and it mm -hmm. you know it goes gold i don't know if or platinum but um you know did really well and a ton of other people are making you know, millions of dollars off of your likeness. Yeah. For sure, I would have done things differently. I would not, I would never have agreed to anything like that had I known. 
When you were making the album with your group, what、mm-hmm. was the creative process like? Were you set up on lots of co-writes and to work with different producers? Yes, it was fun. We had so much fun. So,、um, you know, we were all we were all writers, and we we prided ourselves on being you know more than singers. We were artists, and we were writers,、mm-hmm. and that's I think one of one of the things that appealed to Epic Records when they signed us.、Um, so we were paired. We were paired with、um, different. With different writers, we were paired with different producers.、Um, some of the songs we had written prior to even being signed, so we just、um, we we gave the melody.、Mm-hmm. We, you know, it was a, a session where we had with producers, and they built the music around our lyrics.、Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, so it was a, there was a, there were a lot of different creative methods that we that we、um, we we. As a group ap- approached record, you know, ma- creating the album. So exciting! It was fun. I know it's so fun. <laughs> it was fun. That was the best part. I would, I would, that I would, you know, if if, and I probably should. I think that's you know an excuse, and I think you know I've had a lot of other passions since um, um, leaving the music industry, but I miss the creative process. I miss being in the studio. I miss writing and creating, and I think. You know, when when you're when when you're an artist, your soul always yearns for that. So I miss that. I totally agree. Do you think that you ever go back to it? I think I might. I think I might. I think you know, the boys are at、um, really. There's a there's a turning point in my life right now. My children are getting older, and you know, my oldest is off to college, and Jed is going to be a junior, and he's in, off to boarding school. So there's a lot more time to focus on, you know, the things that make. Happy, yeah, they made me very happy too. But <laughs>、yeah. things that sort of feed my soul again—that's、um, you know—I can focus inwards now. Definitely,、um, I'm looking、yeah. forward to you going back if you do. I want to hear your music. Oh, so good. So you went to purchase for school and college. I did. I went to first. I went to、um, Fiorello H. LaGuardia, which was the、um, the high school of performing arts. So that was、mm-hmm. like the famous school. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and that Alicia Key. I mean, everyone went to that school. That you know, because it was it's it was the public school for performing yeah. arts. Yeah. So you know, it、um, lured a lot of the the inner city kids that you know were were talented, raw talent. So、mm-hmm. that was it. Was a it was. The one of the best times of of my life to attend that school and um and to be amongst such talented yeah ki- children. I mean, it was fascinating. I mean, I you could turn on the TV and the radio and you still you know I I hear them, I see them、mm. to this day. So cool, pretty. What an environment. Yeah,、mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I definitely think it's worth it to be in an environment like that.、It、just、mm-hmm. like feeds your creativity. It was a honing ground for sure, for sure. Yep, and then purchase. Yes,、yeah, so we purchase. It was a conservatory, and、um, it was musical theater that I went to because I actually studied theater in high school. I, I was it was a drama major.、Um, mm-hmm. I, that was actually my first love, and you know, you know, how things are different. First, <laughs> theater became my passion, so I wanted to do. I wanted to, but I wanted to、um, pursue acting, and、um, so in college I was able to, you know, really start to to、um, experiment with in musical theater more and perform and、mm-hmm. and do serious um, um, Shakespearean stuff and and things in that vein. So it was it was a great great experience. Yeah, there's nothing like being surrounded by other artists. It's really、yes. just awesome. <laughs> 
a serious lot. <laughs> it was a lot, a lot of fun. It was a long time. So your group had signed and parted ways with several labels throughout your time as a group. Yes. What were some things that you learned from being dropped from a label? And did anyone in the group decide to keep going even though you guys had been dropped? Yes. What did I learn from being dropped? I mean, there's nothing you really learn. <laughs> but you, I mean, because it's your 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 fate is in the hands of um, a bunch of people that you know are have their own opinions right. and and you don't really have much control on that end at, at whatsoever. Um, I yeah, I I don't know. I think maybe if I were to do it again, I would take a little more creative control Mm -hmm. um and i would you know when if i was a solo artist particularly and especially i would have i would probably try to get some more creative control um this way if it fails it's on me you know but if it if i win it's on me um yeah but um yeah one of the girls in the group um, Renee, she went on to sing and to this um, to sing background for a lot of people. Of course, she's still trying to pursue her solo career, but mm-hmm. she's um, uh, she sang for Deborah Cox and um, Freddie Jackson and mm-hmm. I mean Mike Brian McKnight. Um, I, I can't even. I mean, it's countless yeah. artists, R and B artists especially, um, who she's who she sings background for to this day. So she's made a pretty. Um, passionate and 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 great living for herself um doing what she loves really she's a very very good friend of mine that's so cool you recorded a solo album after your time in your group so how is your experience different working in a group and making a project versus working alone as a solo artist making a project it's completely different it's night and day um i didn't have and 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 performing so when I did my showcases you know there's you hire your own background singers in your band mm-hmm. and you put together your band and you know there's it's you and everything is you and you make the decisions and you make sure that the harmonies are, are good and you have to have a keen ear so there's no one else I mean obviously they're the musical directors there but um, you know it's it's your sound so you're responsible for your sound and it's your baby so you you know you have a a deeper, more um, vested interest in your music, and there's a responsibility to, to yourself. Um, in the group, you know, you're trying to, you know, everyone wants to be heard, and everyone wants to sort of have a voice. So you blend, you try your best to blend and make, you know, make it fair and and um, make sure that everyone's identity is right through, you know, Anome, the group. Um, so it's a completely different thing, and and your message when you're a solo artist is different. It's your mm-hmm. your message. So, you know, you you're definitely um, um, your heart is on your sleeve. Yeah, and your I you see know, that. that. And your message is what you're trying to convey to the whole world and to your audience. There are many different paths that you can take in the music industry. And what's your perspective on all the different ways that you can have a career? Yes, there are many different paths. Um, and songwriting is one of them. And I think that, um, Anique, that's sort of your calling and your gift. A lot of people are born oh, thank with you. <laughs> and it's a lucrative gift if you, you know, are in your own lane and you can write jingles and you're able to 
you know, voiceovers. And I mean, there's a plethora of different avenues and channels you can, you know, make a living, a great living for yourself. Um, You know, you can, you, and, and, you know, there's, you're, you're not a failure if you're singing background for Stevie Wonder by no means. Oh my gosh, of course not. Yeah. I think that, you know, there's, there's a lot of nobility. There's actually a really great documentary about the life of back background singers. And it, they talk, they mm-hmm. interview Lisa Fisher in one of them. She's, she's famous for singing background for Luther Vandross. And she mm-hmm. broke, had a, a breakout album and it was amazing. And her voice, Jesus, it's like, it rivals any of, I mean, Deborah Cox and, I mean, it was that special. And so, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the our best entertainers have not had, you know, popular success. But, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's tons of things that you can do. I think um, producing and, and um, is, is another avenue you can take. And um, there's and now there, you know, the, the industry is starting to embrace a lot more female producers because. I don't think I've ever yeah, ever worked with a male. I mean, a female producer in in any capacity, in any capacity. Back in my day, or in in the last I recorded. Yeah. Know, so that's there's a lot of great cool things, um, and I think it's kind of exploring it and you know getting out there and putting yourself out there. Yeah, I mean, we were saying just at the beginning of this episode when we were introducing you that you have worn many hats over the course of your mm-hmm. career. And I feel like that's the key. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the key definitely to have a career in music. Yeah. Because being like one, like Beyonce, which is obviously very cool, but that's like, a, that's only one spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And there are so many other ways to build a life around mm-hmm. your passion. Mm-hmm. And then keeping in mind what I also said in the beginning is that, you know, it, you have to be careful what you're, why you're in it and why you're there. Mm-hmm. And I think if you mm-hmm. want to be Beyonce it gets tough and you'll have your heart broken off. Yeah. <laughs> but if you, That's if for you sure. genuinely love performing and um, bringing smiles to people's faces through your art form and mm, performing for one or two people versus, you know, a sold out stadium, which is an amazing, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a religious experience in and of itself. So I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not <laughs> downplaying that at all. I mean, it's it's yeah. pa- it's a powerful thing to be on the stage and being able to entertain masses of people. It's it's a rush. It's it's a religious experience, really. Um, <laughs> but um, you have to love it. You have to love it as you know much when you're singing for your grandma or you know you're entertaining at a coffee house and you know yeah. it brings you. It has to bring you joy because if not, then you're in a real, you're in a, 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 you're on your way to a heartbreak, you know, because fame is, yeah, is, is, um, it's a tricky drug. Yeah. I was speaking to a woman named Maria Egan, mm-hmm. who, um, she's like a manager for songwriters and she has a company called Pulse. And she said, like, if I could do anything else, if I could do anything that wasn't the music industry, I would. But, being around songwriters is what makes me feel alive and what makes me mm. want to get out of bed in the morning. And I've known mm. that since I was really young. And there was just not another way. And yeah. I was like, 
I think that's it true. You need, like you need air. It's, I think, it's, yeah. That's true. That's She's right. I <laughs> co-sign that. That's true. I mean, that <laughs> when you know what you're calling. Well, we're ready for the album. <laughs> and you can have a female yeah, producer it on it. Even be, yes. It might not even be like, you know, to the, the comeback thing. It could just be something that just, you know, me locked in a studio and something that makes me happy or me giving back to um, the, um, the youth or me, you know, ex- you know, teaching in a, in a way and mentoring in a way. Mm-hmm. And that, that's enough. That might be enough for me um, because I never wanted here to for be it. Beyonce, to tell you the truth. I'm very uncomfortable with fame, to tell you the truth. Um, and I think, you know, when you, and, and a lot of them, and a lot of very popular artists are, are uncomfortable with it too. They just wanted to create mm-hmm. and they just, they love the performing side. But, you know, you have the Michael Jacksons who were painfully shy and, you know, it was very tough for them. So, you know, mm-hmm. you have to be, you know, God gives you, um, you know, what you can handle. And actually, I mean, I know some of it looks like some of them really could not handle it, but <laughs> you know, True. whatever <laughs> lessons you're supposed to learn on this earth. Um, yeah. You know, it's a, you learn through your mistakes and you learn through the trials. Well, I can't wait. Thank can't you. wait for Maybe whatever I can't wait for you guys. I mean, <laughs> you guys are the next generation and I love what you're doing. And I think it's, and I think it's exciting that you have all this youth <laughs> in front of you to, to Thank make you. those Thank mistakes you. and to explore and to do your podcast and to go to <laughs> and sing at bars and to write and to go to these writing workshops and to meet with other artists and and to collaborate like man that's that's pretty dope that you guys can you know that you can do that and um now's the time now's the time to do it and and to um go live go live it's it's exciting yay i'm so inspired yeah (laughs) do it it's exciting and i'm you know and i'm i'm i love it i love it and i love to see it because there's a lot, it's, it's, it takes a lot of courage and bravery um, to expose yourself and to expose your art because so much of it is, mo- a lot of it, especially as a songwriter, is so personal and some of it is so painful, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so when you give that art to the world, you know, like Erica Bobby says, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit, you know? <laughs> like, that's real. Mm-hmm. And to you know to to expose yourself and to to um be that vulnerable it is that is brave and that is that's um courageous scary it's a thing beautiful thing though it's a beautiful thing especially when you have someone that connects to it i mean that's another religious experience like those are that is that's a great groove to be in in life the beauty of art mm-hmm. Thank you so much for talking to us. This was a great Thank combo. you for having me. This was fun. This was fun. Drum roll, please. Song of the week. And woman of the week. Okay, do you want to go first? I mean, do you want me to go first? Sure. My song of the week this week. Yes. Is Bite the Hand. Oh. Off the album Boy Genius. Woo! 
think it's a brilliant song. There's no boys. Rachel's in that actually group. the one who introduced me. The There's what? No boys in that group. Why is it called that? Girl genius. No okay. Girl genius. Thank you very much. But I think it's brilliant. Rachel's actually the one who told me about it when we were talking Rachel about like, one Shada. day we should do a joint album. Right. And it's just I mean, there's nothing left to say. It's just an amazing song. And check it out. <laughs> power of three. <laughs> the power of three is real. Three peas in a podcast. Okay, my song of the week is Revin My CJ7 by Somersault. <laughs> Love that. Which, um, well-titled band. Did you like it? Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's very summery. And I'm just feeling summery. I am almost done with all my schoolwork for the year and it is summer and revving my cj7 is that a type of car i was gonna look it up so i knew and i honestly don't know i'm assuming it is but um it just it's completely a summer song the vibes are summery it sounds like hawaii i've never been to hawaii but it (laughs) It is what it is what i feel like starts playing as soon as you step off a plane in hawaii if i can't get into heaven i'll best be rubbing my cj7 (laughs) that's hilarious it sounds like when you get off a plane in hawaii Hawaii. exactly so that's my song of the week if anyone needs a summer jam i will be hooking you up for the next honestly probably like 20 episodes as long as it's warm outside i will only listen to summer music (laughs) okay one of the week you go my woman of the week is Liz Rose, who I just texted you about. Oh, you really did. <laughs> because she's written two of my favorite songs ever. You said she wrote All Too Well. All Too Well. By Taylor Swift? Yes, by Taylor Swift. That is, okay, I mean, hot take. I don't even know if this is a hot take, but that's the best Taylor Swift song. That's that the is correct. her best song. That's the best, yeah. It's not even only, a hot it's take. It's not a hot take. Just that's just correct. the truth. When I did that um, Taylor Swift sorting quiz that literally took Rachel and I like four hours. Right. All Too Well was my number one song. Was my out of like one 100 like 70 something. Was it Rachel's number one? I think so. Yeah, it was all three of our number ones. It is It is her. It was just it's just her best song. It's yeah. Like through and through. I don't care what song you put against All Too Well. Anything you that you put, put up against All Too Well, it's always going to be all too well that takes the cake every I time remember it all too well it's just so good it's so emotional and then Ugh. boy crush i'm sorry girl crush what am i even girl saying crush. girl crush is she one of the too? most beautifully oh, written songs ever it is so I good i love that song i really i just the first time i heard it i was like wow this is just genius yeah it really and she's is. written on both of them the concept for Girl Crush is just really good. It's like, yep. it is just perfect. Like, imagine coming up with a concept like that and executing it just 100% oh, wow. flawlessly. Yep. Sleep. Everything. Yeah. There's like, there's some songs you listen to and you're like, there isn't a word out of place here. Like no, everything, everything is perfect. Like you could read through it and you're like, I would not change anything. Mm-hmm. Girl Crush is one of those songs for me so good i love that song okay my so after Sash was on both i was like wow i just can yeah, I be that's you? epic that's really epic yeah um, actually that's just really cool who's <laughs> your woman of the week um my woman of the week is christina aguilera oh sweet i was actually just thinking about her last night were you why yeah because so i have a playlist called girl power that i made love it 
because I was like, I have to see this person that I really don't want to see all the time. So I need to feel like very empowered and like on the top of my game. So I would listen to this playlist every single day. <laughs> and on that playlist is Fall in Line by Christina Aguilera and Demi Lovato. Uh huh. And it just makes me feel really empowered. I've been listening to Christina Aguilera since I was itty bitty, itty bitty. She was like, Same. she was like my candy first man? candy man. Exactly. I have a watercolor I made on my wall of the lyrics to candy man, sweet sugar candy man, candy because man. that was my first favorite song. Well, arguably skater boy by Avril Lavigne was my first favorite song, but they came around a similar time for me. The time when I, the time of me stealing other people's iPods. Cause I didn't have one <laughs> and listening to it. And my dad would, play the music video to Candyman on the tv just like all the time because i loved it like as a little itty bitty bean even though i mean arguably inappropriate but i didn't know yeah <laughs> when i was watching it too i was pretty young and i was like i don't think i, I should was have like been sweet sugar candy man. but i had no idea i was just like this is so fun <laughs> and i absolutely loved it and then her back to basics album and i think her other album was called stripped those are yeah. those are the two that I really listen to a lot. I listen to Beautiful. I listen to Ain't No Other Man. I listen to um, Stronger. And yeah, I had a karaoke machine and would attempt to sing them even though I couldn't. And since Janine was talking about people with just beautiful voices, like God-given voices, I was like, that's Christina. That just light bulb for me that's christina and so christina aguilera yeah can never go wrong with christina aguilera hey so (laughs) if you liked what you heard in this episode and you're listening on spotify then follow us and if you're listening on itunes then you can leave a review and yeah give us five stars and comment us comment yeah and if you're listening on soundcloud you can like and follow us and share it with your friends. If you like what you heard. <laughs> if you like what you heard and you want to follow along with our posts and just daily yep. lives, follow us at in, on Instagram at Instagram. At follow Instagram. us on Instagram at Songwriting Saves the World, or on Twitter at Song Saves World because they don't let Twitter you write out the whole word. Shorter. They're shorter. And if you really really liked what you heard, you can become a patron on our Patreon. Um, just search Songwriting Ooh. Saves the World for $4 a month. You get extra content from us, including album reviews and song critiques from things listeners send in, and special messages from the guests, and a Songwriting Saves the World laptop sticker. I am looking at mine right now. Fate. They are pink. They say Songwriting Saves the World in our logo, oh, and they're so cute. If you want one, you can have one for just $4. We know you want we know one. You want one okay thank you everybody for listening to this episode thanks for tuning in songwriting saves the world see you next week